Good morning, Delaware. That introduction was about half right. Uh, Nicole's off today, so I'm covering as our host uh, duties today. And my guest today is George Morrison, Youth Services Librarian at the Delaware Library. Good morning, George. Oh, good morning, George. I am delighted to have <laughs> you here. If, if Nicole couldn't be here, I can't think of a guest I would rather have as somebody who can make sure that we can fill 25 30 minutes of pure library fun. So That's, thanks for being here. Sounds great. I love to vaudeville it up a wee bit. Let's have some fun. <laughs> well, we are going to do that. I see you've got, you brought your ukulele. So we're going to be talking, uh, so we'll be doing some music. We're going to be talking about the big railroad show at the library this mm -hmm. weekend. And uh, so before we get started, I also want to say hi to Gay Tellus. Good to see you again, Gage. Yeah. Happy New Year. Yeah. I haven't seen you behind the board in a while. So yeah. It's, good, it's good, been a while. Good to get the team back. So Heck yeah. We'll slowly get over our COVID protocols around here. Yeah, I know. So. So anyway, uh, let's see here. I've got, uh, oh, and I also want to say hi to the friends of the library. We'll be talking more about you guys in the second half of the show. So, uh, George, what have you been reading, listening to, binging on, whatever? Well, you know, uh, with the winter train displays coming up tomorrow from 9 to 5 p.m. at the Delaware Library, I've been reading a lot of train books. Uh, and one thing, there's a lot of trainiacs out there, young children <laughs> to, you know, from one day old up to 125 years old. So I wanted to, to find some good literature. I, I found a really fun series. It's uh, it's called M.G. Leonard is the author, and it's called The Railway Adventures. It's uh, The title of the first book is called The Highland Falcon Thief. And it's about a young boy who has to go on journeys on trains. Aw, shucks. <laughs> and, and it, with his uncle, his silly uncle, who writes articles about historic train travels. And uh, he gets to ride on this this Highland Falcon, which is takes uh, it's it's based on real trains, but this one's fictional, uh, a steam locomotive that that takes a luxury train ride through Great Britain. Ooh. How fun is that? So kids have, and there's also a mystery involved. So it's got some Hardy Boys esque uh, mystery solving, but also the kids learn a little thing or two about transportation history, and they don't realize that they're having so much fun reading the, the adventurous book. Uh, but yeah, I'm really I really like that book, and it's a series. So if they get hooked on one book, they can get hooked on others. That's great. That's a, are there a lot of books about railways and kids for kids? Uh, yeah, oh, absolutely. From one, again, from one day old to 125, there's great books. And in fact, tomorrow the display will have lots and lots of books on display that ch that the children and uh, kids of all ages, you know, those 75 mm -hmm. year old children as well, can check <laughs> out some great books. We have wonderful books on history and culture of railroads throughout history. Um, um, and, of course, we have fiction and action-adventure stories with trains as well. So check those out. And if you if you search railroads under our catalog, get ready for shock and awe. Uh, there's <laughs> uh, you know, hundreds and hundreds of titles, either fiction, and, um, you know, from Agatha Christie and others. Mm -hmm. Just the ambiance of railroad lore is really fun. That's great. So that's good to know. And uh, we'll be talking more about that in the second half of the show, about the uh, the railroad show that's coming up on, on Saturday at the library. You bet. If you're listening to our Saturday uh, Sunday replay or if you're listening to us uh, as the, uh, the kind of the feed on the uh, library's website and, and it's after Saturday, sorry you missed it. But uh, so, so if you're listening live, make sure you take advantage of this opportunity. Mm -hmm. So the book I've got this week is one of that I teased a couple of weeks ago. It's a book called All of the Marvels. It was written by Douglas Wolk. It came out last year. And I have to tell you, this is one of the few books that I have ever done for this show that I've told my grandson about, and he thinks it's cool. Hmm. So that is, to me, that just set this book way up above everything else that I've done. Uh, this is, um, the, the subtitle of this book is A Journey to the Ends of the Biggest Story Ever Told. And what Douglas Wolk did was he sat down and he's read 
27,000 Marvel comic books, over 500,000 pages of comics uh, since the uh, since Marvel launched the Fantastic Four back in 1961. So the, and his, his takeaway from this uh, is that by design, any of the episodes can build on any of the other episodes that came before it, and that they all more or less coexist with one another and make one incredibly long story. Wow. Yeah, I know. It's kind of a weird thought. He, he's called he's called and cross-referenced all of these pages to oh develop what can only be described as a user's guide to the Marvel print universe, which corresponds to, but it's not exactly the same as the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So the book starts with a sort of genealogy of Marvel Comics from its early days in the late 1930s uh, mm. with Captain America when he was first introduced before World War I, uh, World War II, the early days uh, with other characters like the Human Torch, and then through the bad old days of the 50s and the coming of self-censorship by way of the Comics Code Authority, right up to the triumvirate of Stan Lee, Jack Kirby, and Steve Ditko, who created the Fantastic Four, the in- Incredible Hulk, Spider-Man, the X-Men, Thor, Doctor Strange, uh, the resurrected Captain America, all of the characters who became the kind of the nucleus of the Marvel Universe. And what Walt does is he traces the influences that these creative, combative, and cantankerous individuals uh, had in order to create the Marvel Universe. Mm-hmm. Um, he finds some surprises. For example, uh, he, he finds that like the first generation of Marvel superheroes were based on characteristics found in some of the non-superhero comics that mm. had come out in the 50s, like the, the, some of the themes that were really popular in the monster comics, like the, um, the, the, the fear of unregulated science mm. and the alienation of teenagers and the romance comics that they had back then, and then sort of the martial, martial law and sort of um, vendetta, um, vigilante law of the Western comics. All of that fed into people like the Fantastic Four, and into things like Spider-Man. So he, 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 um, he even looks at the romance comics for things like the relationship between uh, Peter Parker and Mary Jane and between Sue Storm and uh, Reed Richards. It, uh, he makes a lot of fun of all of the alliterative names in the comic strips. Uh, anyway, uh, so he talks about the things Ben Grimm, who was a monster who could only find love with a woman who was blind, uh, the whole key to Peter Parker's transformation from costumed wrestler to crime fighter is his guilt over his, his uncle's death. So Walt analyzes each of the major Marvel series by giving a new reader a point of entry, a story or a series of stories that let you see the characters in action. Uh, you may not know exactly what's going on, but if you jump into, say, issue 46 of some s- series, that's part of the fun. You learn about it as you go. Uh, Walt specifically recommends, in fact, he almost demands that you not start with the first issue of any of the long-running series, especially the older ones, because they were just getting their their, uh, bearings and the stories can be pretty weak. Here's what he says. Um, More significantly, a lot of these early 1960 comics are unrewarding and off-putting, especially if you're coming to them cold in the 21st century. They were often wildly original for their time. They were also often breathlessly dumb, hacked out at sloppy speed for an audience of children who were expected to stick them in the trash when they were done. If you're used to the rhythms and tones of contemporary entertainment and decide to look at, say, the comics that led up to the Daredevil TV show, you might not make it all the way through Devil, Daredevil number one. You can only remind yourself that early Ant-Man or Human Torch stories are historically important, quote unquote, for so long before your eyes glaze over. So um, he, um, what 
the way the book is structured is that each chapter focuses on a specific character or team, and then it's followed by a short chapter about the outside world, what was happening in the outside world that influenced the comics, like the role of monsters in literature, the mm. Vietnam War, the frequently ro- uh, ro- rocky relationship among uh, Lee, Kirby, and Ditko. Now, there are a couple of drawbacks as far as I'm concerned. For a book about comic books, there aren't a lot of illustrations, and none of them are in color. They're all in black and white. Oh, interesting. So you miss a lot of the, the things that he talks about in terms of the coloring, uh, the, what the artists did, and the illustrations are pretty small. I read this book in a paper, both paper and on, online. And I have to tell you, with the online version at least, you could blow up the illustrations and it made them look you, – you could see more of the detail about what he was talking about. Another quibble I have with it is that he he writes a, a superb appendix at the end that's about 10 or 15 pages long called Marvel Comics, A Plot Summary. That would have been much better as the introduction than it was as the appendix because it kind of puts everything in context. And mm. when he talks about this being one long story, you could really see it by reading that appendix. So if I would suggest if you're going to read this book, start with the appendix. Interesting. But those are both quibbles. If you read comics as a kid... Uh, if you knocked off when you discovered the opposite gender or you now have kids of your own, this is a good way to catch up. And like I say, for a grandfather like me, it was a way to make my grandson think I was actually reading something cool for a change. Uh, if you just got dragged to your first exposure to a selection from the Marvel Cinematic Universe and now you want to know more about Bruce Banner, Peter Parker, or Squirrel Girl even, this is a really nice introduction. Again, it's called All of the Marvels. It's written by Douglas Wolk. That's W-O-L-K. And like I said, it just came out this past year. It's a really, really excellent book. And I think if you, if you have any interest in comics at all, you'll enjoy it. So we're going to be back in a moment with George Morrison to talk about the Railroad Show coming up at the library this weekend. So please stay tuned. Thank you very much, Gage. Thanks to our friends at the library for sponsoring the show. And thank you to George Morrison for bringing his ukulele to today's show. So George, you have a number for us that probably ties into what you're doing Saturday. Well, absolutely. We, we all love trains from one day old to 125 years old. So we have fun with train songs. And I need George and Gage's help this morning. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Uh-oh. Are you sure? Gentlemen, I need your assistance. <laughs> Listen closely. I'll tell you exactly what to do. Little red caboose, chug, chug, chug. Little red caboose, chug, chug, chug. Little red caboose behind the train, train, train. Smokestack on its back, going down the track. Little red caboose behind the train. All right, gentlemen, did you hear that chug, chug, chug? I heard the chug, uh-huh. chug, chug, yes. That's right. We're going to chug some milk this morning. No, <laughs> when I point to you, gentlemen, I need you to go. Chug 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 chug, 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 chug. That's pretty simple. But you know what? In story time, we love to, sh- to say words and sh- uh, share sounds. And that's one thing I love saying, track and terrain, because that hard R is actually really difficult for ch- children. It's normal development till second grade if they don't use a hard R. So they'll say twain. But, you know, we librarians know we say terrain and share that hard R so they hear that hard R sound okay. and encourages them to develop that hard R. So that's really important. So, all right, gentlemen, here we go. When I point to you, I needed you to go. Chug, chug, chug. Here we go. Here we go. We'll slow down a little bit. <laughs> Let these newbies know how fun we love to chug, chug, chug. Here we go. Little red caboose. Chug chug chug, 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 little red caboose, <laughs> chug, 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 little red caboose behind the train, 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 smokestack on its back, heading down the track, little red caboose behind the train. All right, gentlemen, one more time. 
Let's do it for the kids. Okay. All those kids driving in their cars, <laughs> <laughs> heading to work, heading to the library. Here we go. Let's speed it up. Uh-oh. 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 Little red caboose, chug, 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 chug. Little red caboose, chug, chug, chug. Little red caboose behind the train, train, train. Oh no, smokestack on his back, heading down the track. Little red caboose behind the train. <laughs> Look at me, I'm a train on the track. I'm a train, I'm a train, I'm a chicka train, yeah. I'm going somewhere on the track. I'm a train, I'm a train, I'm a train, yeah. Hard days it has been a hard days it has been a hard days it has. I'm a train, I'm a chicka train, I'm a train, I'm a chicka train, I'm a train, I'm a chicka train, yeah. All right, adults out there, I know you're working hard. It's Friday. I can't wait to see you in the library this weekend. It'll be so much fun at the library playing with trains. Hard day, yes, it has been a hard day, yes, it has been a hard day, yes, it has. I'm a train, I'm a chicka train, I'm a train, I'm a chicka train, I'm a train, I'm a chicka train, I'm a train, I'm a train, I'm a chicka train, I'm a train, I'm a chicka train, I'm a train, I'm a chicka train, yeah. Albert Hammond for wow. you. Thank you. Wow. So wow. Fun. Really good. Wow. That was good. Well, thank you. That George. was really, really good. Thank you kindly. Wow. All right. So. I could never play that fast. <laughs> Don't ask me to play guitar. <laughs> I can't play it slow. <laughs> so all of that is in anticipation of tomorrow's big railroad show at the Delaware Library. So George, tell us what people are going to see when they come in on Saturday. Well, I'm so excited. It's an all-ages program. And adults, if you don't have children, it is a welcoming event for all ages. Well, when you walk in the door, you'll be enticed by a seek-and-find challenge. We have layouts, which are collections of trains, and they have little scenes. We have multiple layouts throughout the library and the meeting room and into the children's area in which you have to find little hidden objects. And once you find all those at the end of the display, and some folks go through it a couple times at the end of the display you can enter for a drawing prize we have three uh, children's safe toy trains and uh, that our makerspace made thank you maker maker friends and uh, so we have their drawing prize we have three of them you can enter it into that one entry per participant but throughout the display we have other activities for children and of course adults it's really relaxing to see those trains run and just enjoy the, the, a good time there's uh, been a big display in our large meeting case uh, by the front door mm-hmm. that you put up uh, a couple of weeks ago mm-hmm. uh, of various train things. And we've had a little, like a child's yes. uh, train outside of uh, Pam Taylor's office. Yep. And I've watched the kids just kind of stand there and just, even that little train set that goes around in one little oval hypnotizes kids. It's mesmerizing. It is very calming and soothing. A lot mm-hmm. of folks call it train therapy. <laughs> it is. There's something relaxing in about it. A lot of folks get, uh, they dive into the world of model trains or toy trains and find that they, they can create their own little universe. And that's mm-hmm. what I love about it. It's storytelling through a toy or mm-hmm. through a model. And it, it uh, there's creative aspects from electronics to model building, a lot of hands-on work. So, so children and, and adults find it very gratifying and challenging. 
Well, it also exposes kids to an era of train that we don't have in this particular part of Ohio mm-hmm. that Cleveland and Cincinnati have with mm-hmm. passenger trains. Mm-hmm. Uh, the kids have uh, here have very little idea what passenger train service might be like. That's and right. So this is kind of fun. This is, this adds a little extra to it. So how did you get interested in trains? Well, my uh, my youngest, oh, and he was two years old, was a trainiac, oh, okay. and he really got me into it. And we found out years later, uh, we we found a box, and my father had a whole box of Lionel, and it was New York Central lines, which made me think of you, George. Yes, I know my grandfather we worked for them for thirty seven years as a yard bull. Yeah, absolutely. And my my grandmother worked uh, as a railroad station attendant, and my 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 father actually grew up. He had they had a playpen in the corner of the of the the of the, of the uh, the the train depot, and he grew up there. Uh, that was his daycare, was hanging out in the, in the train station. Wow! So there's a lot of folks that have family history and lore, and it's exciting to dive into that with imagination and pretend, and you really get a sense of of empathy and understanding throughout history of wow, this is one of their major tr- modes of transportation to cross the country, as, you know, especially in the 20s and 30s, and to have that imagination to to jump into that car with, with you know in, in your in your in your mind and travel and see it's a really fun way to share history and culture and some folks make futuristic ones in the in the year 2000 <laughs> you know in, in the future and make uh, or railroads on mars it gets really creative it's really fun so <laughs> it's fun to see what what folks create and the delaware community there's lots of railroaders and uh, we're always seeking more volunteers in the future. I'd love to continue developing. We've been doing this for about five years, and uh, I'd love to see it uh, continue to develop. So if you're interested in volunteering, we have uh, our Friends of the Library. Thank you, Friends of the Library. They are they are sharing some of their friends to help run this display. And in the future, too, if you're very interested, you can always contact me at the library, uh, G. Morrison at DelawareLibrary.org, if you're interested in sharing your trains with the community. Mm-hmm. That's great. And again, thanks to the friends for volunteering to, mm-hmm. to help support this because this is a big display and we really don't want anybody, you know, we don't want kids touching the trains or, yep. or getting mm-hmm. hurt or anything. Mm-hmm. So we need people to, to monitor and to make sure everything stays safe. So Absolutely. Thank you, friends, for, for volunteering to do that. I'm going to ask George to do another song, but first I've got a few announcements I want to get in for the library because we have a lot going on. Uh, tomorrow, uh, come and see the trains, participate in that. But then stop over at Ostrander at 2 o'clock for uh, J.P.C. Allen, who is a young adult author. Her first book has just been published called Shadow on the Snow. She's going to be doing a presentation at Ostrander to help kids get started and young people get started in writing and talk about how she got published and all of the work that went into getting her book out. Um, on Monday, we have not one but two presentations of uh, a presentation or a play by the Bright Star Theater Troupe called Meet Dr. King. This is live in person at 2 o'clock at Orange and then at 6.30 at the Delaware Main Library uh, where young audiences can learn about peace, leadership, and conflict resolution through the lessons learned from the life of Dr. Martin Luther King. We did a, 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 a Zoom version of this about a year ago for Martin Luther King Day, uh, and now that we can actually have the, the actors here in person, it should make a very interesting uh, presentation. So no registrations required. Just show up at either Orange at 2 o'clock or Delaware at 6.30 for this presentation. Um, let's see. We've also got uh, Sintero coming this Thursday at Orange. Uh, Sintero uh, Mental Health Organization helps with uh, – uh, with with child uh, rearing, and they're going to be talking specifically about dealing with discipline at this program at Orange on Thursday. Uh, so 
we've got that those things coming up. I also wanted to mention that since this is the first weekend where we have snow in the weather forecast with some accumulation possible, this is what happens when we make decisions about the library. Uh, our policy at the library is if the sheriff declares a level two snow emergency in Delaware County, the library closes. That's basically our guideline. Level one, we're going to be open. We Level two or three, we are going to close. So that uh, keep an eye on the, the sheriff's, forca- uh, the sheriff's uh, website. Keep an eye on the library website. We will let people know as soon as we know. We don't get any advance warning or anything. When, when the sheriff posts it, we know, and that's when we move. So uh, if, you, if you're at all curious or if you're all uh, concerned, you can also give us a call. If we answer, you know we're here. If you get the recording, you'll know we're, uh, that we're closed. One more thing about the uh, uh, <laughs> things that are going on, and that is COVID tests. We heard yesterday and Wednesday from the Ohio Department of Health that they are changing the focus for right now to schools for their what, what uh, COVID tests that they have available. So the library probably will not have any more COVID tests before the end of the month. So if you're looking for them, I'm sorry, the library just won't have them. If that changes, we will let people know on the website and on our phone system. But for right now, we just uh, we can't provide them. We've been getting them from the Ohio Department of Health, and at this point, that well seems to have run dry. So uh, again, we apologize for any delay with this, but uh, that's that's kind of where we stand. So we will do our best to uh, keep you posted when when that changes. One more thing, I want to make sure everybody's aware of. If you were listening to the Mid Ohio Breakfast Club on Wednesday, you heard Mark and me talk uh, considerably uh, for quite a while about this, and that's the telling of people's story, African American children's illustrated literature is at the or at the uh, Delaware Library from now through the end of January and will be at uh, Orange in February. This is a multi-panel exhibit of artwork by illustrators of uh, literature about African-American history, culture, uh, about Africa, as well as African-American culture. It's, it's a, a beautiful exhibit, very informative, great for uh, people of all ages. We also have book displays atta- uh, adjacent to it so that you can check out some of the books that are talked about in the program. And we will be talking later with Greg Christie, who is the artist and one of the artists featured in the program, and he will be at the library February 11th and 12th. So more to come on that. So that's what I've got about the library. Before we sign off, I want to thank the friends of the library. I want to thank George Morrison for being here. Uh, Of course, uh, um, Gage, behind the board, thank you very much. And George, why don't you take us out with a great song for our our Saturday uh, railroad program. You bet. Well, when you come to the library uh, tomorrow, Saturday, uh, the 15th from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m., check out our library layout that was donated uh, by Steve Jeffress, a local resident. Uh, it is the we call it the Al Roop display. Al Roop, uh, a local lore, Roop's Bar, and others, a lo- local, a, a local gent, uh, built a layout and uh, gave it to uh, Pin, the people in need, and donated it to them, and they auctioned it off. And Stephen Jeffress donated to the library. So we have a piece of local lore that will stay with the library that will be displayed every year for the train display. So when you come in and see those trains, pretend you're pretend you're on one. Let's go for a ride.
<laughs> Thank you, George Morrison. Always a pleasure to have you on Off the Shelf. Thanks for being here. Again, thanks, Gage. Thanks to the Friends of the Library for sponsoring the show. And we will see you in the stacks.